Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number is 877-646-5347. Today is January 5th, 2023, and we continue our historic live coverage of Kevin McCarthy's failure to secure the House speakership. He has now failed seven times. This is actually quite amazing. If he fails one more time, it will be on par with 1923. Now, some have suggested he's cut a deal, but it doesn't seem to be enough. Matt Gates voted for Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House. I find it quite funny. In the end, Kevin McCarthy once again sits at 201 votes, 17 shy of securing the speakership. In our last segment, a big recession is coming. I hope you're ready. Even Cardi B is concerned about inflation. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. So we got the story. From just the news, Bobert Hannity have heated exchange over McCarthy vote, alternative speaker picks, game show. McCarthy bid for speaker has been blocked by Bobert and a small coalition of conservative Republicans. I am no Hannity fan. Uh, Hannity, man, I, I love that exchange about Amazon between Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity when Tucker gave him Tucker face. You know, Tucker face when he's like, you know, he stands there and he does that because Hannity was like, it's a private business. They can do what they want. And Tucker's like, they're exploiting the working class. I just think it's funny to see that. Tucker Carlson has become this, you know, right wing populist over the years. Now he's at odds with the corporatist neocon likes of uh, Sean Hannity. So uh, the reason why I launched with this story is Lauren Boebert's right. Kevin McCarthy is a bad choice. Let me uh, let me let me let me let me me show you this story here from the Daily Mail. Elon Musk says Kevin McCarthy should be speaker as voting farce reaches third day with Republicans still at stalemate after six ballots. That's right. We're going to number seven now. The, 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 the key story here, we got a tweet from Jack Posobiec last night. McCarthy leadership super PAC just cut a deal to not get involved in safe open seat primaries per Punchbowl News. For many anti-McCarthy votes, this was a top concern. Well, all right, that may be the end of it. The big concern for a lot of people is that Kevin McCarthy is actively working against MAGA candidates. He actively worked against Trump. So people are outright like, I don't want to support this guy. But if they agree to back off, this would mean more America First candidates, more MAGA candidates could win and gain influence. 
then maybe Kevin McCarthy will get the votes. To be honest, I'm not entirely convinced because I, I think when you look at Boebert and Gates, their position is outright never Kevin. I kind of agree. Look, man, I'm getting lobbied from everybody on the right. And they're saying like, and not necessarily directly, but a lot of people, I've had some tweet interactions. I've had some messages, but I'm just seeing their lobbying on Twitter. I want to be, be clear. I'm seeing a lot of these people say, listen, listen, man, Kevin McCarthy has made concessions. You're going to get your investigations. It's the best you will get. Even Mike Cernovich. I think Cernovich is a very smart guy. I take his, uh, I take his uh, insights very seriously. If you don't, don't underestimate Mike Cernovich, he's been right about a lot of things. He's, he called out ballot harvesting years ago. A lot of stuff too. Epstein. He was directly involved in exposing Epstein and getting that whole thing running him and uh, as a lawyer and a journalist out of Miami. So, so mad respect for Mike Cernovich. And he says, look, Jim Jordan's, he's not going to get it. He doesn't want it. And Scalise is going to sneak in. I think he said Scalise will sneak in amnesty. So I can certainly understand why a lot of people are saying Kevin McCarthy should be speaker. Let's just get it done with. But um, inspired by Elon Musk saying that Kevin McCarthy should be speaker, I decided to poll my Twitter followers and ask, should Kevin McCarthy be speaker? And 88% as of the past, you know, half an hour said no, he should not be. And look, man, the people who follow me, it's a mixed bag. I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, this, this MAGA hat wearing Trump supporting. I'm, my Twitter account is a weird thing. I get, you know, I tweet. Let's just say I tweet things that people on the right get mad about. It was really funny. What did I tweet? I tweeted, um, stop sending money to Ukraine and use that money to pay reparations to the descendants of slavery uh, of people who were, who were enslaved. And then I ended up getting emails from conservatives being like, you've lost it, Tim. I can't follow you anymore. I can't believe you would support reparations. And I'm just like, how long have you followed me if you think that tweet was meant to literally advocate for reparations? Because I've actually uh, long said outright, you know, re cash reparations, that isn't going to work. And at this point, race-based race uh, uh, reparations won't work either. We need just class-based solutions in a general uh, in a general way, so that no one is is preferenced based on race or whatever. But my point is, I think the people who follow me understand the nuance. These are not die-hard Trump supporters. These are regular people, a lot of regular people, politically active, and I would argue mostly moderate. And they are saying no to Kevin McCarthy, and that I think is the most important takeaway for, from this big battle. Reason being, Republicans only win when they convince moderates to vote for them, because the Republican Party has historically been smaller than the Democratic Party, at least in my lifetime. Now, thanks to the likes of people like Scott Pressler, that's actually been not so much the case. Scott has done such a tremendous job recruiting people, uh, signing people up, registering voters and cleaning up the streets that we're starting to see major shifts in Re Republican Party registration. However, when you look at the polls, Republicans need to convince moderates. And I'll tell you why. It's, uh, it really is simple. And y'all are going to love it. People on the right tend to be politically motivated. And that means when someone comes out and says something like, Kevin McCarthy should be speaker, the people associated with the right say, give me a one good reason. And so far, I'll say this. There have been a few, but a lot of people are saying, give me 10 good reasons. And the few good reasons are, let's just be real. I'm not going to sit here and, and act like there's not a single logical argument for Kevin McCarthy. Look, the GOP sucks. The establishment sucks. Kevin McCarthy has, has a lot of bad things. 
about what he supported, the narratives he supported, the actions he and his packs and things like that have taken. But one argument is it's the best you're going to get. You're not going to get a Byron Donalds. You're not going to get a Jim Jordan. You're not going to get a Thomas Massey. You're going to get a Kevin McCarthy. And you've got him all ready to make concessions. Kevin McCarthy opposed the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. So from the Republican Party perspective, it's like, guys, this is progress. For me, I am not of the Republican Party perspective because I don't like the Republican Party. I like a handful of people in the Republican Party, especially right now, Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates. That's top of my list. Thomas Massey, don't get me wrong, he's for McCarthy. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's for McCarthy as well. I got no beef with them for that. I just think Kevin McCarthy is, is pandering, and you put him in the speakership, and you're not going to get what you think you're going to get. But that being said, you hold out, and there is a real fear. Right now, we had, we had, we had a tweet last night from Charlie Kirk, Ro Khanna, Democrat. Apparently, this is what uh, Charlie Kirk had put out, so you know, if, you, if you're a fan of Charlie Kirk— Ro Khanna wanted a coalition unity government uh, by, by some Democrats will come and support a speaker if they restrict Republican subpoena power. That would be the apocalypse for this midterm and for these Republicans. The only thing Republicans have right now is the ability to file subpoenas. This is what happened in 2018. Donald Trump is the president. Senate is Republican. House goes Democrat. The Democrats then use subpoena power to go after Trump and go nuts. Republicans <clears throat> like Kevin McCarthy, like McConnell, many of them actually assisted Democrats by playing the stupid game where they just boop, 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 drive the, drive the speed limit. Well, maybe Donald Trump really is a Russian asset and naive little old me entertained it all the same. Well, I learned my lesson. I saw the evidence and said, hey, these people took me for a ride. They lied about all of this. The media, I didn't. I mean, I, it was naive. It was outright. And, yet, and even though I knew the media was lying, even with my experiences, I was like, look, when you see so many stories about Trump and potentially getting paid by Russia and stuff, you say, maybe we should take a look at that. And then you realize it was a hoax. Then you get the evidence it was a hoax and not just a hoax, but a 30 something million dollar hoax stretched out for years and they still won't stop. And now I am pissed off. And I say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You're not going to fool me a third time. And that means my attitude is don't care if it's Kevin McCarthy otherwise. But I can certainly understand this. If there is a restriction on subpoena power, this midterm election will have been literally nothing. It will be the defeat. There will be nothing. There will be no inquiries. There will be no investigations. Now, that's a scary prospect. Still, I'm going to tell you, it does not make me support Kevin McCarthy. Where I stand, we, we, uh, we were talking with Blake Masters over on uh, Timcast IRL just before the break for Christmas and New Year's. And I said, I got to be honest, I know it might sound really bad to a lot of people. I can, uh, I can see uh, Will Chamberlain's eyes rolling when I say this because, you know, Will's a good friend. I kind of like the revenge. It feels good. It feels very, very good. And if nothing else, there is an emotional satisfaction that we do not often get. Seeing Kevin McCarthy fail in six ballots is cathartic. Because I just, you know, sitting down with Milo Yiannopoulos. Well, uh, so let me, let me slow down. Go back to the Blake. This, this is what I said with Blake Masters. Blake seems to be more of a guy who's like, come on, you know, like, let's try and get something done. And you know what? It's funny because I'm talking with Dave Smith. 
Dave Smith's also an awesome guy. And we're arguing. I'm like, look, man, I know Trump isn't a perfect candidate. I just don't think we'll ever get one. But he's the best on foreign policy, despite all of the bad foreign policy. So when I'm looking at Donald Trump in 2019, 2020, and I'm starting to come around, I'm like, here's a guy who actively is, is working on peace agreements, getting our troops out of the Middle East. I will take it. And Dave Smith's response is, no, he's bad. Stop voting for the lesser of two evils. And I said, you are a revolutionary. I am a reformer. And I think I don't I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think we take our small victories as often as we can. But then we come to this. Should Kevin McCarthy be speaker? And, uh, you know, I just can't I can't get in that reformer position right now. You've got a lot of people saying this is the reform victory. Kevin McCarthy has conceded a lot of points. He's met with Donald Trump. He's gotten Donald Trump's endorsement, Marjorie Taylor Greene's endorsement. To be honest, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it like Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene have given into the machine, or you can recognize that Kevin McCarthy is now coming to the table with Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump's retiring, and I mean that somewhat figuratively. I think he's slowly bowing out. I think he's old. I think he's stressed. I mean, look, man, when the FBI raids your home, that's going to do something to you, even if you are Donald Trump. And so it may go to DeSantis, someone younger. Maybe that's the reason Donald Trump goes to McCarthy and they strike a deal. But you can also consider from the reform position that Kevin McCarthy came out against the $1.7 trillion omnibus because he knows he needs you. So there is a logical challenge that I see. That reformer in me says, I think we already got a lot. But then there's that obstinate rage within me where I'm just like, I am so sick of these people, man, that it feels good just to see them lose. But then there's the fear. Is Kevin McCarthy a uniparty Democrat? I'd, I'd say, yeah. Liz Cheney endorsed him. Okay, then. What if he wants to lose? You see, if Kevin McCarthy wins, he's going to face pressure from the Republicans. They're going to say, we have the seat. We have the speaker suite. You must allow these things. They will get committees. They will get subpoena power. What if the establishment is hoping for this? What if the uniparty establishment is like Trump has, has, has his thumb on McCarthy? Not like he's got a lot of power, but enough to push McCarthy in a direction we don't like. How can we sack this so that it forces an Amash or a Cheney, some kind of unity government to prevent a real investigation? These are the kinds of nuanced thoughts that keep me up at night as I'm sitting there being like, man, do we just got to get McCarthy in? Because otherwise the Democrats are going to use this as an excuse to block any real investigation. Scary thoughts. And then the emotional joy. You know, there's like a devil on my shoulder. There's the, the there's no angel and devil. It's a uh, a dude in a suit sipping tea being like, let's be realistic here. Are you really going to get Jim Jordan? Are you really going to get Byron Donald's Freedom Caucus as a speaker of the House? Very, very unlikely. And if you don't support Kevin McCarthy, they may try and put out some kind of uni uh, unity party or Kevin McCarthy could cut a deal with Democrats and then block investigations. And I'm looking at this little guy in a suit and I'm like, it's a good point. And I look over and there's a legit devil. And he's like, it feels good, man. Tell him the F off. And I'm like, I kind of like it. Look, if we just keep doing the same thing over and over again, are we not insane people? If we keep sticking our hand in the fire, are we not insane people? At a certain point, you got to be like, 
I understand you turned the heat down, dude, but I'm still not going to stick my hand on the stove. That's kind of how I feel. My analogies. How about that? The first time this raging fire was placed on and you stuck my hand in it, it hurt. And then over and over again, people keep saying, just try it one more time. And then finally, you get a Donald Trump. And I'm like, finally, someone's got there's some relief. Is it perfect? No, the water's the water. Look, I burned my hand and you've got hot water next to it. But hot water's still not as hot as the fire. It's actually an improvement. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's warm water. Now you got Kevin McCarthy. Trump's come in and turned the fire down a little bit. And you still want me to stick my hand in it. I'll tell you this. Thomas Massey is a bowl full of ice. Byron Donalds, even. I'm not super familiar with Byron Donalds. What I do know is I like what he has to say, and some people have said some good things about him. And so here's where I'm at. I know who Kevin McCarthy is. I'm interested in anyone else. Never Kevin. Let's take a look at this story from the Daily Mail. Byron Donalds says it's up to Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, if he drops out and insists speaker is not Trump's decision as Republicans continue intense negotiations into how to end the farce. Byron Donalds on Wednesday became conservative Kevin McCarthy's critic's choice for House Speaker after Jim Jordan was their pick on Tuesday. I got to be honest, that is very, very silly that on Tuesday they're all voting for Byron Donalds. And then come the next day, they're now uh, I'm sorry, on Tuesday voting Jim Jordan. I got it backwards. And then the next day they switch. And uh, full disclosure, when uh, I I bought shares on Predict It for Jim Jordan, not necessarily because I think he's going to win. But because I think he was going to be a, you know, he'd be a prominent figure in the opposing Kevin McCarthy. And uh, it was 12 cents a share. And then all of a sudden, everyone flipped to supporting Byron Donalds. And now it's six cents. And I lost 50 bucks. That's how the prediction markets work. No, I don't really care that much. It was, uh, you know, I I never I've never placed a bet on predict it. Or I maybe have once like I don't remember when, but I had like four cents in my account. And so I was like, let's let's try this. Let's see how this thing works. Basically, the way predicted works is you can buy shares. Who will be the Speaker of the House? Kevin McCarthy is in the lead. It bounces between him and and, and Scalise. And it's like 50 cents per share. And then when it cashes out, you get something like 95 cents per share. So that's that's the way it works, I guess. So for Jim Jordan, it was 12 cents per share. You put in 100. I put in, uh, I think, 100 bucks. I got 835 shares. Now it dropped to six cents. If I sell those out, I get like 50 bucks back or something like that. But here's another reason why I like Byron Donalds. There's a viral clip going around. It's really good where they ask me if he fears the backlash. And he's like, what does he say? He's like, I'm 6'5", 275 pounds. I'm not scared. Of, I'm not scared of any of that. I like that. I like that. So we'll see how this plays out. Quote, President Trump has been in a position that for several months, knowing President Trump, he doesn't change his mind. Donalds began. That's all well and good. But the members are going to decide this process. And if you know, if you know, that's no disrespect at all to President Trump. That's just the reality of the House. I I like this guy. I saw him. I think he was one of the guys with Nancy Mace calling out those lying uh, uh, leftist activists. And uh, I actually met him briefly at uh, we were at at the Project Veritas party. I saw Matt Gates and I walked right up and I was like, finally get to meet this guy. And he was like, how's it going? Um, We've been trying to get Matt Gates on the show because uh, we've been fans. We're bigger fans now. He's at the top of my list, to be completely honest. I love that fire. I love that passion. I just love the fact that someone is willing to look into the eyes of the machine and just say no, either calmly or with a bit of aggression. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what Byron Donalds can do and has to say. And with that tweet from Jack Posobiec, I think it's uh, uh, it's an important point where we may end up. McCarthy leadership super PAC cut a deal to not get involved in safe open seat primaries. A huge concern. 
Can you trust them? Maybe. I mean, you got amused down here saying BS. I kind of agree. So I don't know. At what point do we give in? I'm, I'm sort of feeling at this point satisfied emotionally. And now I'm ready to actually see something get done. I don't know what that means. I got that fear that we put in Kevin McCarthy and then nothing changes. I've got that fear that this is exactly what the establishment wants. Kevin McCarthy is forced to concede to the Democrats and then no subpoenas. Ian Crossland on Timcast IRL, got to give him the shout out with the, he, he rolled a hot 20. For those that don't know the reference, in D&D, you either roll a one or a 20, a critical failure or a critical success. And that's Ian. He either says something ridiculously stupid or something just uh, insanely brilliant. And he nailed this one. He said, no investigation could be better than an investigation. Because if McCarthy gets in and they do a sham investigation to placate the normies and convince them nothing's happening, then you'll never get to the bottom of this. And I'm just like, my man. Right there. That's my fear. McCarthy gets in, they get, they get certain Republicans on committees, you get subpoena power, and then what? As everyone mentions, Benghazi all over again. Is that what we have here? I don't know. Yeah, here we go. Columbia Bugle. Rep Matt Gates fires back at Trey, Trey Gowdy's clown show comment. Trey Gowdy would know something about clown shows. That's probably how a lot of us would categorize the Benghazi hearings that resulted in people screaming at each other and a big report, but no real accountability. There it is. Gates knows his stuff. And that's and that's the thing, man. You will get your sham hearings. You will get your sham investigation. Do we just concede and recognize that it's going to be McCarthy? Maybe. No, I mean, it. I'm not trying to be a, a defeatist, but the reformer in me says there's been a, a there's been a stand and that's a powerful rebuke of the machine. We need some concessions. There may be certain concessions. Do we accept it now that we're going to get what we get? I don't know. The poll. Vox Populi, Vox Day. Day, however you pronounce it. Should Kevin McCarthy be speaker? Since 8.51 a.m., 19,520 votes, still saying no. So far be it for me to act like I know what should or should not be. What I can only tell you is the people don't want Kevin McCarthy. The only people who do are the establishment Republicans and those who fear him as GOP leader. And I'll give a shout out. We got we to do a fact check here. A lot of people are pointing out on the World Economic Forum website, McCarthy is listed as the majority leader in the House. And people are like, how, are, how is the World Economic Forum already saying this? As if it's to imply that they've propped him up or they have a conspiracy. No, no, no. McCarthy is the majority leader already. He's the, he's the GOP leader in the House. Now that they've taken the majority, that means he's the majority and the leader. It does not mean he was elected by the House to be Speaker. It means he was elected by like the RNC establishment or something like that. He's the majority leader. And then um, Hakeem Jeffries is the minority leader. He just is. He's, he's the leader for the Democrats, and they're now in the minority. So we'll see how all this plays out. Here's what we're going to do. For, the, for those that caught this clip on, uh, on YouTube, I'm actually just going to, I'm just running a live stream right now. So most people are watching uh, live, or I should, I should say there are people who are watching live. If you catch this on, uh, on YouTube as a clip, come hang out in the live stream on the channel. And I think what I'm going to start doing is just like maybe around 9 or 9.15, maybe 9. I think 9 is a good time. I'm just going to go live. 
And then uh, what I do is when I get to the segment portion, I'm just going to hit record. I'm going to wrap up this segment right now, upload it, and we're going to keep the live stream going. And I got a whole bunch of other stories that I can record on and probably just do a whole bunch of clips. So I don't know, just here to have fun, chilling, talking nonstop, read some super chats. I wonder how many hours per day I will be able to do this. But uh, for the time being, we will have the next clip up on this channel at 1 p.m. as per usual. The structure may change sometime next week. I'm just kind of feeling things out, seeing how things will go. And for those watching in the YouTube recorded clip, stick around, come hang out live. And for everybody watching live, we're going to keep it going. So I'm going to wrap up that clip right now. I'll see y'all then. All right, everybody. Welcome to the seventh official House Speaker vote. If five Republicans vote for Byron Donalds, McCarthy will lose for a seventh time. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com to support our work. Check out TimCast IRL tonight at 8 p.m., where we'll probably get to wrap up a lot of the day's news. We've been dealing with a historic news story, which has made things kind of hectic for me. That's why I'm doing these, these streams live. This hasn't happened in 100 years. You've heard me say it yesterday and the day before if you've been watching the major news coverage of this. And now McCarthy has failed seven times. The major context as we await these votes and begin the count is that Kevin McCarthy has conceded on several points. Political reporting, he caved to most of his opponent's demands, but McCarthy's most ardent directors still appear dug in. One of the biggest concerns that the Republicans had is that Kevin McCarthy's super PAC would be going up against MAGA candidates in open primaries. And if they're willing to back off, some people are willing to support Kevin McCarthy. But this is the Republican civil war. Ah, I said it. But not like full scale conflict. This is the MAGA party standing strong and saying no. Despite the fact that Donald Trump is getting behind Kevin McCarthy, many of these people, the Freedom Caucus, not necessarily the MAGA guys, but the Freedom Caucus guys, Gates and Boebert, are saying, no, we will not support McCarthy. Despite the fact he has made concessions, it would seem that people like Matt Gates are just saying, you've, you've spit in the face of compromise. So that's it. You will never get our votes. And we just saw a strong endorsement for Byron Donalds. We are now going down the line. If we see five votes for Donald's, Kevin McCarthy will have lost the seventh vote. I don't know if we're going to get there just yet, but we will see. You can count on Gates and Bobert for at least two. I'd imagine Byron Donald's himself is going to uh, vote for himself. And Biggs just cast a ballot for Donald's. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to History in the Making. I hope you've been uh, enjoying you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come out and say it. It is, it is a lot less entertaining, in my opinion, the way this is structured. If you're watching live, it's substantially more entertaining. If you're not watching live, it's substantially less entertaining. And uh, because you'll have gotten a lot of this news already, I already see someone chatting that uh, one, of the, one of the things that sucks about watching live is you can't fast forward to see what ended up happening. Donald's now has two votes. Lauren Boebert standing up, voting for Donald's for his third vote. Add on Gates, you got four. Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Kevin McCarthy is about to make a historic failure once again. And if we move to an eighth vote, it will be worse than 1923. The establishment is reeling. And you know what? So be it. As we await this roll call vote, which will probably take about like what, a half an hour to an hour. Let's see what you guys have to say. And we'll bring in some context. How do we launch a poll on here? Is there a way to, is there a way to launch a poll or something? 
engage with your audience, start a poll. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to poll the 16, 17,000 people and ask you guys, should Kevin McCarthy be speaker? Plain and simple. And then we're going to get those results in real time. Yes and no. And let's ask. There it is. I fired off that poll. Let's see what you guys uh, have to say. I'm going to go ahead and say no to Kevin McCarthy. That's just, oh, I can't do it. (laughs) I got to do it here. Uh, All right. And wait, what? (laughs) 99% said no. (laughs) All right. 8,000. No, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. So here we're sitting at with 2,668 votes. 98% 98% say no to Kevin McCarthy. For those that are that are listening on Facebook, we're doing this 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 stream is apparently going on everywhere. It's really cool. I don't know. I don't know how it works with Streamlabs, but 98%, 97% no with 5,000 votes in. Donald's now has four votes. You add on Matt Gates, Kevin McCarthy has lost the seventh vote. Let me give a shout out to uh, we had we had a super chat in here. Jeremy Hernan saying, I support the never kevers. There you go. Moonfire Art says, what's the over under on Donald's, Tim? I think 20 votes. 21, maybe. We may get a present vote. Not entirely sure. Carson. I'll keep the volume a little bit low so you can still hear it somewhat. But uh, I'm not entirely sure. Right now in the poll, on the live chat, with 7,000 votes in, 97% say no. Jeffries. Someone said Bobert smash. Yo, I'm a big fan of Lauren Bobert and Matt Gates right now. Standing up against the machine. Don't get me wrong, Byron Donalds as well, and, and, and all of the Freedom Caucus guys. Carter, but Lauren Texas. Bobert arguing with Sean Handy. You know they risk McCarthy. everything by doing this. The, the party is going to come up against them. The Republicans Jeffries. are going to attempt to destroy these people Kassar. who are rejecting the machine. That is what I want to see. For too long. What we've gotten in this country is capitulation. Too many of these people have come in and just said, I will do whatever you say. Enough. We need something different. We're watching live right now, ladies and gentlemen, Donald's with four votes, and we're only on the CH names in alphabetical order. David Flora says, God bless Tim Pool in America. Never Kevin. There you go. Blackwind says, yo, would you play a song for us to pass the time as well? I should write a song uh, called Never Kevin. I could probably whip, some, whip something up in about 15, 20 minutes. Maybe Carter can, can knock something out. Never Kevin. Nathan Everett, uh, Ewert says, if he wins, it would be like having a lukewarm Democrat anyway. I would rather it all topple and the Dems win, because at least then we know how they are screwing us. I thought about this. It's an important thing to consider. What if the Democrats do win? I think that would be apocalyptic. I'm actually scared. When they said there was no quorum, when Elise Stefanik said no quorum, they said there's 311 members. If they don't, if the Republicans don't actually show up, I don't know. There it is. With Cloud, Donald's gets the fifth vote. Kevin McCarthy has lost. There it is. Tweet it out, ladies and gentlemen. Post it to Facebook. Share the feed. Really do appreciate your support. There it is. Clyde voting for Donald's. Wow. Six already. Let's get it. So I don't know exactly how this will play out. My fear is that if not enough members are present, Republicans don't show up. The majority of the votes cast will be for Jeffries. But you know what? I think of it two ways. If McCarthy wins, did you really get anything? I mean, Liz Cheney nominates this guy. 
He calls Trump a Putin puppet. I know you've heard me say it a million times, but here we are on day three of having to explain why it is people like me, people like Gates and Bobert are saying no to Kevin McCarthy. He's an establishment shell. Now, I can't speak for Gates and Bobert, for, for Biggs, for Clyde, for Cloud, for, for the Freedom Caucus, for self. Uh, what I can say is for me personally, I do not care for the machine. It ain't going to happen. Byron Donalds, I'll give him a shot. Why? Because as we just heard in the endorsement before we started this segment, something different. There's Crane voting for Donalds. I think I think we're I, I, this is bad. I think bad for McCarthy. I think we are going to see. Oh, there's Crenshaw McCarthy. I think we're going to see 23, 24 votes for Donalds, maybe more. But we need some change. Whatever that change may be, if it's Donald's, if it's Jordan, it's whatever. I'm just saying no to Kevin McCarthy. That's it. Jim Jordan has been fighting a lot for a lot of things that we care about. Censorship. Has he done a good job of it? Well, that's up for you. To, for, for, that's for you to decide. I would say a lot of what he's done has been quite ineffective, but I'd like to see it happening. So you know what? I will take that over McCarthy. Byron Donald's. I don't know a lot about him, to be completely honest, but I will take anything over McCarthy. That's just it. That's why I'm kind of like, look, man, if Donald's really was just another GOP guy, just another part of the machine, that's why I think he should win. I am saying enough of the old guard, bring in something new, whatever form that may take. So if that's Kevin McCarthy, then I, I say no. If that's Donald's, I say yes. And if they are very similar, so what? New blood, new changes. But I got to be honest. There's a, when, when you see Gates supporting Donald's, you see Gates standing up the machine. You see how the machine tried to take Gates down. It's more trustworthy, in my opinion. I'll tell you, I don't trust politicians for the most part. There's only a small handful. But at this point, I'll take anybody. And what people have been saying is that Donald's voted against these spending bills, these big budget bills. Good enough for me. I'll take it. Part of it's emotional. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I've gone through the voting record of any of these guys. That's not the point. The point is there is a deep cathartic release that everyone gets watching Kevin McCarthy lose. I want you to all remember back in 2016 when he said Trump was funded by Putin. Do you have any idea what that put this country through? Now, I'm not going to say that McCarthy is the guy who led the charge on all of it, but he certainly helped Democrats because he's uniparty establishment. That's what he is. There it is. C-SPAN formally announcing Rep McCarthy does not have the votes. Eighth speaker vote expected. With 10,000 votes in on the YouTube live poll, 97% say no. Vox Populi, Vox Day, my friends. I'm having a good time. I'm loving doing the live streams. I like that we're up, uh, uh, we, we're, we're live on, on, on Facebook or whatever. I like that uh, uh, we got, we got uh, we're up on YouTube. We're getting more people to watch and pay attention to a House speaker vote. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, I got 22,000 viewers watching the House vote on something. That is a win. Let's just pause right there and say this. This is victory. Now, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know who's going to win, but it looks like McCarthy does not have the vote. There'll be an eighth speaker vote. It looks like the members are all there to vote regardless of whatever quorum was on about. But the fact that they're actually coming down there, we heard one person say, we didn't, we never de get, de uh, debated anything about Ukraine this much. But when it comes to speaker vote here, everyone is. There we go. RBK asking if the threshold has changed because of the presence. I'm not sure. That's what I don't know. I don't know. So that's a, a, what it seemed like to me was when Stefanik said there's no quorum. She was saying there's not enough people here to have a vote. 
Then the clerk said there's 311 people present. That's a quorum. Okay. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. But in order to win, you need the majority of votes cast. If only 311 people are present, it could actually be because the rest are members elect. And she's saying 311 members are present plus members elect. It seems like people may be there. I'm not sure. If that was the case, I don't know why Elise Stefanik would, would say there's no quorum. But if Republicans don't show up and there's only 311 votes and 212 go to, go to Hakeem Jeffries, Jeffries wins, right? I could be wrong. C-SPAN is saying right now, I think I am wrong. C-SPAN is saying McCarthy doesn't have the votes and an eighth speaker vote is expected. I'm, I'm having a good time, man. I'm having a good time with this. Yeah. It's uh, it's something different. It's something different. It's change. It's a rebuke. It feels good. Let's uh, let's see what we got going on here. We'll grab some uh, some super chats. Lukuva says, I want either Matt or Lauren to stand up and ask why Republicans keep trying to vote in a Democrat speaker. That's right. McCarthy. McCarthy, McCarthy. Here it comes. Jeffries. Matthew Hammond says, should we start Fushi. calling the congressional switchboard Jeffries. and call our representatives and tell them we want them to vote for Byron Fox. Donalds? Previous overloading of the McCarthy. switchboard has made change. Yes. Lois Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This one's going to be interesting. Franklin. McCarthy. Frost. Frost. Jeffries. Jeffries. You know what's funny? I don't know if you noticed Fry. this, but the closed captions are faster than the actual live McCarthy. feed. McCarthy. Probably because the live feed's delayed and the captions aren't, but you know, we'll see how things go. McCarthy. Someone asks, who are the three percenters? Gates. With 11,500 votes in on the poll, 97% said no. William Furr says, you think Gallagher. Kevin negotiated with Democrats before McCarthy. the Freedom Caucus? Yes. Gallego. Oh, whoa. We just got Jeffries. another vote. Who is that? Someone voted for someone else? Jeffries. Who is that? Garbarino. McCarthy. Was that Gates? Let's jump back. Mike and, Garcia. And we'll try and check who that was. McCarthy. Can we jump back? I don't think it's letting me jump back. Jeffries. Jeffries. Oh, Garcia, it's only these are seconds. Oh, wow. Jeffries. Gallagher. Trump. Gallagher. <laughs> was that Gates voting for Trump? McCarthy. Gates voted Golden for Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll put that one in the headline. <laughs> Jeffries. Oh Golden man, I love York. this timeline. I gotta, Jeffries. I gotta, I gotta donate to Matt Gates. <laughs> Wayne Smith, can you get Mar uh, asks, can you get Marjorie Taylor Greene on IRL tonight, even Gomez. if it's Zoom? I don't know, man, because we go live at eight. I would love to have Tony Marjorie Taylor Greene and come on. I'm not here to argue with with McCarthy. Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I understand and I respect her position. Vicente I disagree Gonzalez. with her position. I like Marjorie Jeffries. Taylor Greene as a politician. I really do, man. When you Good sit down with Virginia. someone like like MTG, when you sit down with Donalds. someone like Carrie Lake and you actually talk to them, I got a chance to talk to Lauren Boebert for a few minutes and Good I'm immediately like, I like these people. I have talked to politicians McCarthy. before. I have talked to Democrats. No, I have sorry. had other politicians on the show, and I've said, I don't like these Donalds. people because they, they don't talk to you. You'll, you'll ask them a question like, hey, we really want accountability in this area for this reason or that or otherwise. And Jeffries. they'll say, well, you know, accountability is an Ranger. important thing. And it, it's going to take a strong electorate. we got to come together. And I'm like, McCarthy. okay, dude, that's not real Braves conversation. Gates McCarthy. voted for Donald Trump. I love it. You know what I like? 
Luke goes to Lauren Boebert and he says, we need a new church commission. And she goes, we do. And we want to get one. That's one of the things we're fighting for. It's like you actually said something to a human being and they responded to you. That's why they don't like these people. And that's why Boebert Gates and others are standing up and saying no to Kevin McCarthy. Look, I've not, I, I, we had Rex Santorum on the show. With all due respect, man, I really do appreciate they came on the show. And I'm not here to just insult. I'm not here to be disrespectful or insult them, but I'm here to point out I don't like them. I don't like the politician stuff. I don't like the politicking. Okay. When I, oh, wow, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene votes McCarthy. She's sitting right next to Matt, uh, to Matt Gates. I don't like talking to a politician and saying, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. Carrie Lake comes on the show several times. You say something to Carrie Lake, she just responds right away. And I'm like, I'm actually having a conversation with a human being right now. Carrie Lake defiantly and proudly gives her opinion on the election. She doesn't care what you think. She knows what she thinks. I'm like, that's refreshing, man. How many politicians are like, you'll, you'll be like, I'll, gi- I'll give you the example of what it's like talking to these politicians. What, what is your stance on uh, lowering corporate tax rate? Oh, that's a good question. What's your opinion on lowering the corporate tax rate? And you'll go, well, I asked, I asked you first. Well, you know, I'm curious what you think. Okay, well, I think we should. I think we should lower it, too. Oh, hey, look. Oh, look, we agree. Reminds me of when like a dude is, is it's the trope of the guy dating a chick. And then they'll be like, on the count of three, name your favorite band. And then she'll she'll say like Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. Like he'll jump in after she said it, trying to make it seem like they have something in common. There we go, man. Tenth vote for Donald's. You know, we're just sitting here watching history in the making, my friends, history in the making. Matt Gates votes for Trump. I know the uh, the title of the uh, the video we're going to we're going to do for the 4 p.m. with the clip we put up. Chris Jordan says more plates, more gates. Hequibis says Marjorie Taylor Greene let us down. Well, I got to tell you, my friends, Marjorie Taylor Greene supports Donald Trump. Donald Trump negotiated with Kevin McCarthy. Marjorie Taylor Greene has his back. That's just it. I don't blame Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think that shows loyalty. I'm, I'm, I'm being completely honest. I do, I'm not saying she's being loyal to our constituents. I'm saying she's being loyal to Donald Trump. Kevin McCarthy met with Trump. My opinion is that Trump wants them to make the, make the FBI stuff stop. And they said, you come and you support us. It all goes away. That's, that's my opinion. I don't know. Maybe a little too movie-esque. Right now, we're sitting at 13,675 votes with 96% saying no to Kevin McCarthy. So I'm, I'm curious. I think, I think it's obvious the no's have it. But um, maybe we can do another poll. Let's see if we can launch uh, another poll. I, gotta, I guess I got to close. You can do a QA. Is that, is that, how does a QA work? I guess I got to close this poll. If I can, and We're going to end that poll. I'm going to launch another one. Let's, uh, for this live stream, let's start a poll. What is your political affiliation? Let's add some options here. We're going to do Democrat, Libertarian, Republican, and uh, let's do Independent. Let's do that. And I'm going to ask you guys, let's, uh, what is this? There we go. Let's uh, ask the community, what is your politics? Democrat, Libertarian, Republican, Independent. I know it doesn't get everything because MAGA should be an option too, but I, I just feel like, look, look at that, Libertarian. 42% Libertarian, 40%, 40, here we go, Independent taking the lead. Take a look at this. What I don't like about, there we go. This is absolutely fascinating. For those that are listening, 
I have just polled 24,800 people asking, what is your political affiliation? 1% has said Democrat. Hey, I respect that. 43% independent, 34% Republican, 23% libertarian. Check that out. Mad respect to everybody. Thank you so much for, for, for hanging out for this special segment as we are currently listening to the, uh, the House cast their ballots. Jeffers. Kevin McCarthy has lost. Catherine. Gates has voted for Trump. I'm a huge Jeffers. fan. I love that. I love that. So currently with 7,209 votes in, 43% are independents. I'd love to see Crowder do a poll like this or uh, the Daily Wire. Because what I've seen consistently from the events that we've done is the majority of people who actually watch my streams and watch my show tend to be libertarian and independent. As you can see, Republicans make up make up 32 percent. And we're looking at 68 percent between libertarian and independent. Of course, among those independent voters, there's probably some libertarian votes, some Republican votes. I also think it's funny that, like, if you're a Republican, you probably disagree with me a lot. If you're libertarian, you probably disagree with me a lot. And you're here watching. That's what I have to say about whatever the right faction is, the right, left, whatever you want to call it. There's a willingness to listen to differing opinions so long as we can agree on the facts. Sparky says, if Trump's speaker have a tandem impeachment, so Trump's instant president with conviction. That would be interesting. Stephen A says, let's just put ourselves out of our collective misery. Reality winner for speaker. Martin Wallace says, I'm in a political groundhog day. I'm sure this happened yesterday and the day before. It did. But the one thing I can say is that if you take a look here at the bottom of the screen, you can see it says seventh vote for speaker. Holy smokes, ladies and gentlemen. Holy smokes. C-SPAN announcing McCarthy does not have the votes. Eighth speaker vote expected. My word, my word. I'm going to grab uh, this Twitter box over here and I'm going to promote this year. Uh, I'm going to tweet out whoa, this year live stream. Where'd my Twitter? Where'd Twitter go? Did I just lose Twitter? Oh, there it is. I see it. I see it. I see it. We got Twitter back. All right, everybody. I am going to be uh, posting as we, we'll, we'll, we'll get that audio up for you guys. McCarthy. LaTurner. McCarthy. Lawler. On behalf of New York's 17th District, home of Bill and Hillary Clinton, the Honorable Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. <laughs> Lee of California. Jeffries. Lee of Florida. McCarthy. Lee of Nevada. Jeffries. Lee of Pennsylvania. So far, we're looking at 10 votes for Jeffries. Donald's. One vote for Donald Trump. McCarthy currently with 111 votes and Jeffries at 110. We will see how things play out. But let's get some of your comments in here, guys. If you've got any stories or comments, I'm going to try and pull those up. We want to make this as substantive as we can. So I can't vote. Oh, here we go. Uh, Asperger says 10 votes for Donald's. One vote for Donald. Here, here. Chris Jordan says more plates, more gates. Liquid Shadengan says, anyone but McCarthy, he's a snake. No trust. You see, I got to point this out. There's a reason why I did this poll, and it's very important for you guys to understand. 43% of the people who are in this room right now, out of 25,777, we have 11,356 votes that have just come in. 43% are independent. If we extrapolate that 
to the whole of the stream. Independent voters make up the majority of the viewers of this channel, at least right now. The Republicans need to listen to that. That's why I say I'm not a Republican. If you're a Republican, I'm sure many of you are also against McCarthy. Libertarians, I guarantee it, would probably see, rather see even a mash. Much Republicans wouldn't want it. But here's my point. I can't speak for all of you. I can't speak for any of you. I can only speak for myself. There's probably a reason why the majority of people who watch this show are independent. There's probably a reason uh, uh, and, and there's probably a correlation. I do not want the machine. So that was uh, Massey voting for McCarthy. And I can respect it. I, I like Thomas Massey. I like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I got no beef with them voting for McCarthy. I'm just not a Republican. So I am not going to vote for you guys. I mean, I'm not, in the, I'm not in the House, so I'm not voting anyway. My point is everyone's standing ovation for Kevin McCarthy right now as he votes for himself. I said it two days ago. I said it a week before that, a week before that, and I'll say it again. I'm an independent. I don't want the same old McCall. garbage. McCarthy. Let him keep going. Let him keep going. We'll keep this up. We'll see where this ends up. But as we already know right now, McCarthy has lost. He's lost. So let me get your super chats and your comments. I'll try to read some of the regular chat as well. Let me know what you guys think on that idea. With Libertarian at 24%, Independent at 43%, the Republicans in the room, I'm wondering what your thoughts are specifically on Kevin McCarthy. I imagine you also don't like him because we can see this reflected in polling. Let's grab some of the standard chats. Uh, Jeffries wins after all in ballots, but he won't have a majority of the votes cast. So I don't think he can actually win. Radioactive Girl Scout says Gates voted for Trump. Skull, skull. I know. I, I, I don't know if I'm assuming you're saying like you love it and it's hilarious because that's I, I agree. I agree. Voting for yourself is so brave. Happy Treehugger says McCarthy represents the swamp for Republicans while Jeffries represents the swamps for Democrats. Jeffries was only picked for the race card. Yeah. FDNY says, did you guys hear who CNN hired? I'm so surprised. Yes, it was Adam Kinzinger. <laughs> you got to love it. You got to love it. Free Men Die Free says time to go libertarian. Vacate the Uniparty. I would love to see libertarians in Congress. But the only thing we even got close to was Justin Amash leaving the Republican Party and then declaring he was a libertarian. The only problem is he's not like uh, he's not like a Mises caucus libertarian. He's like a Prague uh, libertarian. So he's like, one of, yeah, nah. Brian Page is Michael Malice for Speaker of the House. Uh, I wish. Seriously, I wish. MAGA man says we need a MAGA party. Reprieve says down with the neos. Robert Starwalt, McCarthy is a big joke. We need Jordan. I do. I do think Jordan's fought harder than uh, anything I've seen from McCarthy. So I can respect that, though. I'm not entirely convinced any of them really would be would be the best. Jason Spick says Republican here. No McCarthy. Here we go. Cosmic Surgeon says take away the independent option. Let's see where people really stand. There has to be an independent option. I'll tell you why I I'm not a libertarian. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I would vote independent. I don't stand with any of these parties. I'm slightly left libertarian. I don't like the Green Party because they're cultists. The Libertarian Party is as close as I probably get. The Republicans are the most practical option if you're actually voting and you're concerned about culture war issues. But if you were to ask me where I am, politically homeless, independent, center left libertarian, 
doesn't really exist in term in, in large numbers. There's very few people who hold these positions and actually mean it. Politically homeless. A lot of people used to vote Democrat in this space. Now they just call themselves independents. Let's let's where we got sword Cohare says no Republicans should worry about investigative committee assignments. We don't need investigations because we already know who is doing what we need a budget. And when it comes to cuts, we know who's hide to take it out of abolish the FBI and the ATF. Liquid shut and gone as a little liberal, a little L libertarian. I refuse to ever accept McCarthy. He's a snake oil salesman and will backtrack on his promises. Make Dave Smith the speaker. I love to hear it. Me and Dave have our disagreements, but I would vote for Dave Smith instantly in these positions. Ogles voting for Donald's. That's 14 for Donald's, one for Trump. Think about Dave Smith or Michael Malice. Is that I can agree with someone who says, leave, leave, they'll leave you alone. That's the libertarian. That's the anarchist, the true anarchist, not the weirdo left cult anarchist stuff. Pallone voting for Jeffries. What I, what I like is when the, when the libertarian types, the Republican libertarian types, people like Ron Paul say stuff like, I'm going to leave you alone. I go, okay, deal. I mean, what's to argue? You're not going to, you're not going to screw with me. I take it. All right. So we're currently looking at 145 for McCarthy, 144 for Jeffries, but 100, uh, 289 votes cast so far in that regard. And then we got 14 for Donald's one other. We got 290 split between McCarthy and Jeffries. And then we got for a total of 305 votes cast. <clears throat> Let's see where we end up. Pence, McCarthy, Perez. Where's Perez going? Jeffries, Jeffries. Marty Smith fence who says high res last night was awesome. Appreciate it. Nathaniel McDaniel says, why not Zoidberg? Why not Zoidberg? Why not Zoidberg? AZ Planner asks, how many days do you think McCarthy will do this? I updated my voter registration on the day the omnibus bill was passed. Republicans no speak for me. Yep. Tim Rowe says, I'm independent, but tend to vote Republican. Since I don't agree a lot on a lot of Democrat ideas, I'm considered far right. Exactly, man. That's where I'm at. That's what they say about everybody, right? All right. We are currently looking at 153 for Jeffries, 148 for McCarthy. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. We're changing things up in 2023. Probably going to be doing a longer morning live show for about three hours, segments recorded in between and then uploaded between the two, between the two channels. Maybe just on the YouTube.com slash TimCast channel, we'll put the clips up. We'll see. I'm not entirely sure how to do it. I'm just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to change things up, create a new format. And that's what we're getting started here. This is partly a trial run because uh, we're also, we're also posting to Facebook and we'll probably post to other places as well. And I think we'll have uh, Hannah Claire Brimelow, who you've seen her on Timcast IRL, uh, sitting down for the morning show. I'm going to call up Phil Labonte in a little bit. Phil, I'll give you a ring once we wrap here and then have a morning show. Not to, uh, I, I don't want to say it's going to be just like IRL, not the same. The goal will be to have a live hangout, but then I will record my solo segments in that hangout. So a lot of people have said they like the, the segments where it's just me talking. So we'll do both. We'll do a morning show where we hang out and then I'll say, all right, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to record this segment. Let's chill. And then here we go. And then I'll record a segment. But, you know, they'll, they'll be hanging out. And then once I wrap the 20 minutes, we'll go back to that open conversation. All right. All right. 15 votes for Donald's. We are nearing the end of the line. We just had Chip Roy vote for Donald's at 16 for Donald's and one for Trump. 16 for Donald's, one for Donald. I'm going to drink some coffee while we're waiting. 
That is good stuff. That, my friends, that I am drinking is coffee brand coffee. The coffee brand coffee dark roast. That is some delicious stuff, I got to say. We've gotten the samples of our new coffee company coming up. And I got to say, it's good stuff. Here's what I can say about coffee brand coffee. It is delicious. I, I, I was not a big light roast person until we got some of those samples. And I'm like, this is actually really good. However, as delicious as coffee brand coffee is, we formulated our own blend for our upcoming. And obviously, I like it better. I'm, I blended it. You know what I mean? It's like it's my, it's my version. All right, Scalise from McCarthy. There it is. That we expected. Shout out to Jeremy and Coffee Brand Coffee, though. I'm a big fan. Maybe we'll get to that point where we can get them involved. What did someone say? Tim is a... Sh- did someone call me a, sh- a shill for shouting out Coffee Brand Coffee? It literally is Coffee Brand Coffee. I have the bag. It's on the counter. Jeremy sent me some to try out. They're really good. Stephen Bortlemay says, I wonder how many times McCar- uh, McCartney will continue being an embarrassment. Yeah. Atlas says one vote McDonald because this country is run by clowns. I love how Trump is listed in the others. Gates, endorse Donald Trump as speaker. Stand up. Make CNN put his name on the roster. Sofrito says Jimmy Dore compared this to the squad flaking and withholding Pelosi's vote. I thought he was spot on. Just goes to show who's actually for the people. I completely agree. I completely agree. All right, who's up next? Who's up next? We're getting another vote for Jeffries. Another vote for Jeffries. Let's get it. American Badger says, what are your thoughts on Cassandra F. Hero worship of Ted K. Unabomber? Cassandra McDonald. Uh, I don't know a whole lot. I know that there's been a lot of conversations about how the Unabomber made interesting points that people agree with, but he was a lunatic who sent bombs to people, and that's the problem. Just because someone is violent doesn't discredit something else they do. That's what you need to understand. I think the dude was obviously a bad guy. But listen, the saying goes, even Hitler liked dogs. We don't be like, he liked dogs? Well, then all dogs are bad. No, of course not. Bad people can, can, can do normal things or have ideas you agree with. Stick sex and hammer. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. I remember we were on stage at a panel and he was, he was on the panel digitally. And someone asked about some politician who was like a white nationalist. And then his position on some policy was like X, Y, and Z. And then I said, isn't that like a white nationalist guy? Sticks immediately chimes in and says, I don't care. Just because someone has bad politics doesn't mean an idea they had separate to that is a bad idea. And I said, bravo, you know, you're completely right. So as for Cassandra Fairbanks, hero worship of the Unabomber, I don't know to the extent of which that that goes. If you're saying that a bad guy had ideas, some ideas that were good, and I'm just like, well, welcome to nuance and, 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 and academia and understanding and intelligence, right? Uh, that being said, I don't think the Unabomber was a good guy. But, you know, I went, to a, I went to the serial killer museum in Savannah. And there's a lot of women who love serial killers, man. There's Stefanik voting for Kevin McCarthy. Vote for McCarthy. So I just got to say, you know, people saying Sticks is awesome. Sticks is awesome. Sticks is based. Quite based indeed. Quite based. We have the, uh, the poll up with 16,785 votes, 43% identify as independent, 33 as Republican, 23% as Libertarian. I like this eclectic bunch of political nuanced individuals. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Jeff Painter says Tim Pool for Congress. Never. And I'll tell you why. It's torture. It's torture, man. 
you know what I can say? We do really well here at Timcast. We are afforded great luxuries, and uh, it's, it's, it, it really is a privilege and an honor. With the revenue generated, we're trying to do good and important things, notably call out the lies, things that really make me angry. I'm never somebody who really cared too much for material goods. So, you know, what do I, what do I want? I want coffee shops where people can hang out. I want impact. I want art. I want uh, uh, music, creativity. I want humans to expand, progress, and develop technology. I want more graphene. I want fusion technology. So when you guys become members at TimCast.com or Super Chat or support this show, your funds are going into that machine. That's why we're launching coffee shops. McCarthy sitting at 175 to Jeffrey's 192 with 17 for Donald's and one for Donald himself. Mr. Trump. Historic news coverage we got going on today. And then uh, once we wrap up this vote, I'm sure it's going to go to an eighth vote. I'm going to go skate. That's my plan. And then we'll, we'll come back for uh, Timcast IRL. Kurt GP says voting only Democrat and Republican is stupid. I voted for Obama when I was 18 because of my mom. I realized I was an idiot in the future. I'm independent now. Rather think for myself. Boy, did she regret voting for Biden. Oh, boy. Slavkai says, Tim, you ever see the Matt Gates clip comparing the approval rating of Congress to Gaddafi? It's fire. Pull it up. <laughs> I like this Gates guy. I like this guy. Greedo Vizio says we are a republic, not a democracy. And most, if not all, republics turn into an empire because of gridlock and corruption. Look at the Roman Republic and the USA Today. The similarities are scary. I agree. Who do you think will be the one to cross the Rubicon is the question. And I mean that sincerely. Um, not literally crossing the Rubicon, I mean figuratively. Who will it be? I'm going to give a check up on the old, uh, that there, what do we got? That there uh, live stream on, on Facebook. See how things are going over on Facebook. Facebook's not the um, most like prominent platform, I guess. But, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll cross post a little bit where we can. Charlie Harris says the kind of people who desire public office are the same people who should never have power. You know, that's the that's the, that's the issue. Thomas Anderson says vote vote myself for Twitter CEO. You see, there you go. Nuke the whale says called Illinois congressman to vote Donald's. Call them all fellow kings. You got to send letters to your reps. You got to show up to their offices, knock on the door with a smile on your face and say, here is what I want you to do. Let them know how you feel. They want your votes. They, they, they seek donations all day, every day. The reason why rich people get their way when it comes to the law and the regular people don't is because regular people aren't lobbying. Start. It's not easy. Lobbyists get paid to lobby. You don't. But when you can, take time out and go knock on a door. And then that rep is going to be like, is that what people think? Is that what you guys want? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're nearing the end of the line with Jeffries at 209, McCarthy at 189. A historic failure has already occurred. The seventh vote for Speaker McCarthy has lost. We're getting close to wrapping things up as we are now into Wilson of South Carolina. Currently, 18 people have voted against McCarthy in the Republican Party. Jeffries is expected to get two more votes. McCarthy should see 10 more, currently sitting at 191. But we will see. The question now is, with 18 votes against. Will McCarthy lose more votes? I'm thinking McCarthy is going to end up with at least 201. He might even go 202, 203. We will see. But I got to tell you, it takes only five, 
five Republicans to say no, and McCarthy loses. The clerk will now call the names of the members elect who did not answer. So we're looking at uh, how, how much do we got? We got we got seven there. Berrigan. Jeffries. Berrigan. Vote for Jeffries. There should be one more Jeffries vote. Where is it at? Where is it at? Burchett. McCarthy. Burchett. A vote for McCarthy. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Crenshaw. McCarthy. <laughs> what happened to Dan Crenshaw, man? Seriously, what happened to that guy? I was like, I was, I was, I was DMing him, like, yo, what's up? You know, have, come on the show. He canceled on us twice. What? Donald's. What's up? Donalds. Donalds votes Donalds. So far, that's 19 votes against McCarthy. So he should get either 203 at this point, but I think we'll go down. I think we might see 201. Emmer. There's a vote for McCarthy. McCarthy. Jared Mendoza asks, will some Democrats break and vote for McCarthy or is that is he that hated by Democrats? It's tough. They might negotiate something and he'll give up some power to Democrats. McCarthy. But I think they're too much of a cult. I don't I think if you're a Democrat and you vote for a Republican, they'll lose it. What they'll try to do is they'll try and ask six Republicans to vote Democrat. That seems more likely. Like I don't, I don't know. It, it, Republicans giving up seems more likely than Democrats, to be honest. There's Hageman voting for McCarthy. Come on, everybody was, was a big fan of Hageman, right? I got no beef with Hageman, with MTG, with anybody voting McCarthy. I like Thomas Massey a lot. He's one of my favorites. You're just not going to get me to support the guy. Here we go. Mills. Who's next? What was that? Mills? Yep, that's Mills. McCarthy. Vote for McCarthy. All right. Let's see where we go with this one. I don't see the Freedom Caucus breaking, to be honest. Perry. That's got to be McCarthy, right? Perry. Or is he a Democrat? Uh-oh. Reschenthaler. Oh, wow. Perry's not there. Reschenthaler votes for McCarthy. Only a few more votes remain. Not that, any, not that it really matters, considering McCarthy already lost. Justin says, no matter what happens, this was worth it. All the House of Cards deals on the line. Who put McCarthy in power? I love McCarthy. that, don't you? All right, McCarthy sitting at 201. Is he going to recover some votes? That's the question. Sparts. Sparts. Present. Votes present. That is 20 votes. Wow. Bravo, Sparts. Amazing. Is that it? They were missing Perry. That looks like it's it. Amazing. McCarthy at 201. He has not recovered. If there recovered. are any representatives elect who did not answer the call of the roll, they may come to the well and vote at this time. I'll tell you, my friends, if there was a secret ballot, McCarthy would lose. All of these people are scared to have their name publicly associated with going up against the machine. But if they could do it in secret, McCarthy would get no votes. He'd get like five votes. And everybody knows it. 
They're scared the establishment will come after them. They do not, there's no way any MAGA candidate thinks McCarthy's gonna get them anything they want. Or I should say, there's no way they think McCarthy would actually stand up and get them what they do want. They'll give them only a little bit of crumbs. If it was a secret ballot, I bet Marjorie Taylor Greene would vote Donald's. Oh, here we go. Is that him? Is that Perry? I don't know. I don't know. Yep. There he is. Donald. Say Donald's. Come on. Mr. Perry, you are not recorded. You are not recorded. Donald's. Donald's! There it is! 21 votes! 19 for Donald's, one for Donald Trump, and Sparks voting president. Kevin McCarthy has recovered nothing. And there it is. It's been a blast. I like doing live streams. It's a lot of fun, man. I'm having a good time. Oh, it's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> you know, I've been calling this MAGA's revenge, but maybe it's not MAGA's revenge. It is like, the, it is the independence revenge. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, if you're MAGA, you're getting revenge too. But I'm just saying, for everybody who is just sick of the uniparty establishment, which includes MAGA people, it's, the, it's our revenge. Libertarian, Republican, Independent, MAGA. We're all just feeling really good here. Here's Matt Gates talking to the crew, seeing what's up. Let me mute this murmuring so it's uh, easier to hear. That's loud murmuring. And uh, there we go. People are saying, Tim, feeling that coffee. Mm. I love it. I love it, man. Cosmic Surgeon says, I watch IRL live. I don't like IRL clips cluttering up my feed. Just my two cents while you're considering. There's a, there's a, we have too many channels. You know, I was talking about creating a new live channel for the morning show and then putting clips on these channels. And then people are like, dude, you've got like eight channels already. And I'm like, I know, I know. So maybe we just turn this channel into the live show channel. And then what we can do is we can go live from like 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Look at this, almost 2 p.m. We can do it. We don't got to turn it off. If we're having Phil Labonte and Hannah Claire hanging out, just doing this, this nonstop hangout show, coming in, I'm so excited for this. We got to get, I want to get some couches and I want to do a chill studio setup. We can do this at the new studio. Smash that like button. And then uh, I'll record my clips like normal. Now, this has been an interesting past week because we are looking at a something that hasn't happened in 100 years, okay? Kevin McCarthy's seventh vote failure. If he does not secure the ballot on the eighth, secure the speakership on the eighth ballot, it will be worse than 1923. Simply put, Kevin McCarthy needs to bow out. But you know why he won't? Let's call it a Hillary syndrome. It's my turn. Hillary syndrome. If they, if they go for Donald's, you get it. Now, I understand. I'll, they, they held a vote and everyone voted for McCarthy, but you're not, I'm not playing that game. With all the independents and libertarians who are here watching this chat, and 96%, that includes 33% Republicans, saying no to McCarthy. Is this not a wake-up call? Vox Populi, Vox Day. They, the people don't want McCarthy. The machine does. And I'm proud to say, I'm excited to say with people like Matt Gates and, and Byron Donalds, the people are putting up resistance to the machine. Tremendous respect. Tremendous. Excuse me. Yeah, but Trump says if the vote were secret, we'd never truly know the results. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is if the person casting the ballot cast it in secret. But I, I, I get your point. 
then they could say any number and people would just assume it's true. My point is, if everybody right now legitimately cast their ballot, but you didn't hear their name, they just signed it, McCarthy would lose. Of course, then I get your point. Then the clerk or whatever would just be like, throw those in the garbage and pull these out. And it's McCarthy hey, or Jeffries. How about that? Liberty's revenge. Jason for Timcast says, why not DeSantis for speaker? It's a good question. It's a good question. AK40 says, as a Republican, I'm Donald's all the way. Corbin26 says, Tim, watching your channel while stuck inside helped me helped de-radicalize my views and went from an Antifa type to a libertarian. I live in Canada and the po- polit- po- uh, po- politic grooming in schools is real. I'm glad to be out. Uh, glad to hear it, man. I appreciate it. Marty Smith Fansu says, I have trouble finding the Tim Pool channel posts. I know you do one a day. I don't mind the rest. I'm used to it. Uh, that is a fact. You know, I'll be honest. What I think happens is we put up so many clips from Timcast IRL to Timcast News to Tim Pool that the Tim Pool channel does one clip per day. So it suffers because it's less likely to, to pull itself up. That's why I'm like, we can't launch a new channel. I think what we do is we'll do the morning show on Timcast News and uh, we'll get we'll get a camera, we'll get a setup and we'll do a legit morning show. And then at like 9 a.m. at 11 a.m. and noon, I will record my standard uh, monologue segments. But then in between that, we're hanging out with the crew on the chair, sipping coffee and just talking about everything. I guess the challenge is I really don't want to hurt Timcast IRL, the, the nightly show with guests. So it's tough. How do you do it all? How do you do it all? I don't know. I guess the more you do, the better. Work, work, work. What do we got? Total 28,700 concurrent viewers as we watch Kevin McCarthy fail in this historic ballot. Thank you all so much for hanging out for this segment. We will be, we'll be back at Timcast IRL live at 8 p.m. I'm going to keep this live stream going, but I'm going to wrap up this recorded segment for the time being to put on the Tim Pool channel. And so, uh, so if you want to see, if, for, for those that missed it or want to watch that segment or people who aren't watching live, it'll be up. I'll wrap that up now. Thanks for hanging out. Become a member at TimCast.com. We'll see you over at YouTube.com slash TimCast News for the live streams and TimCast IRL for the live nightly show. And uh, we'll see y'all then. So we have this story from the Post Millennial. Recession predicted in 2023 for U.S. economy by economists at major banks. The survey of top economists cites dwindling pandemic savings, a decline in the housing market, and a tightening of lending rules as potential warning signs of an incoming recession. Oh, boy. We talked about it a little bit last night, not to mention the new COVID variant, threats of another lockdown. But I want to tell you about the coming recession, and I have a couple stories for you that I think are very important. I was on the phone with the guy. He does charter flights for PJs. And I was asking about the feasibility of costs and and things like that. Because uh, private jets aren't expensive, as people realize. People think they're like completely out of touch or out of reach, but it's like, it's not as, it, it is expensive, don't get me wrong, but it's not as expensive as people think. Like, let me just put it this way, it is expensive, but uh, most people assume it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, and it, you, know, you, can, you can charter a private jet for a couple grand in some circumstances, depending on where you're going. But anyway, I'm talking to this guy because I'm like, if we're going to send a crew of eight people somewhere for a show, and we want to save as much time as possible, let's talk about costs. Here's what he tells me. He says, prices are through the roof. The cost has been ridiculous with COVID and everything. And he said one of the clients they have, macroeconomist, told him in the next 60 to 90 days, the market will be cut in half. What does that mean? I have no idea. 
honestly have no idea what that means. It just means the economy is going to do really, really bad. You know what I said to him? My friend, I believe it. And I'll tell you why. In March of 2020, when the lockdowns were starting, even before the lockdowns, revenue on YouTube was cut in half. Maybe that's what it means to see the market cut in half. So I'm, I'm looking at the ad rates that we get through YouTube, and I'm like, money's at half of where it normally is. Fortunately, we have good margins. So I was like, we're, we're breaking even this month. But I'm like, if we go down again next month, wow, man, then we're going into the red. That's scary thought. scary thought. What had happened was small businesses seeing the lockdown stopped buying ads. Majority of the ad revenue comes from like a mom and pop shop or restaurant in a local area. Same is true for like TV. It's not big buyers like Coca-Cola. You, you know, uh, this video, like, think about where you guys may be watching this video. Local restaurant nearby, you know, Jim's Diner. They'll spend 300 bucks in ads and they'll say to Google or Facebook, whoever, only in this area. You then watch that video. That 300 bucks goes to YouTube. YouTube cuts me 200 and something dollars out of that because the, the video, uh, the ad appears on my channel. When the ad rates dropped, it was because these small businesses were shut down and couldn't advertise. So that hit everybody. Some of these uh, businesses were anticipating a collapse, so they stopped buying. December is the best month of the year for ad revenue. At the end of every year, <clears throat> you get all these big companies. Let's say Coca-Cola has a marketing budget of $50 million. It's probably more than that. They spend a million bucks here or there. They come with campaigns. And then along comes December. Dude walks into the room and says, OK, it's December. And we've, we've got $7 million left in the budget. Like, that's way more than we normally spend in a month. We got to spend it. If they don't spend it, the company might, may restrict their, their budget for next year. They may reduce it. Or it may be because they're like, look, taxes are, tax, you know, we got to spend this money before the end of the year for tax purposes. December is always the best month. On YouTube, on everywhere, you see a huge spike in revenue. It is bonkers. It did not happen this year. That's scary. Whatever is going on this December, I noticed ad rates were down. And I said, wait, wait, wait a minute, man. It's one thing if ad rates don't move. It's, one, it's another thing if the ad rates decline at the end of the year when the buyers are dumping their budgets. What is this? And of course, all the news is predicting a major recession. And that's where we're at. So I said, look, we were trying to do shows for the, for the uh, end of the month in December. I said to myself, maybe the issue is we just we can't. The ad rates are way down. People are canceling on us. Normally, it's like we try and push through the holidays because we know it's a big portion of the revenue for the year. But at this point, we would be struggling to generate what half the revenue. I'm like, yo, I need a vacation. No, I don't need one. necessarily want one. But I got to say, my friends, I do think we are headed for more than just a recession. I think it's funny they're saying recession predicted. Yeah, we're in a recession. If they're lying about the recession we're in, what do you think we're actually heading towards? For this charter guy to be like, yo, my economist client, these are, these are guys worth $25 million plus flying private jets to say the economy is going to tank. That's a big warning sign. But what's Post Millennial have to say about it? Two-thirds of top economists at the United States' largest financial institutions are predicting a recession in 2023, according to a survey conducted by the Wall Street Journal. 
Primary concerns cited in the survey of 23 primary dealers, including those from Barclays, PLC, Bank of America Corp., TD Securities, and UBS Group AG, were a dwindling of pandemic savings, a decline in the housing market, and a tightening of lending rules as potential warning signs of an incoming recession. The prediction follows a year of soaring inflation, accompanied by rapid interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve that have risen from nearly zero in March to 4.5% by the year's end. The Federal Reserve reportedly plans to continue its increase to 5%, then 55 in 2023. Economists predict that this will force unemployment rates above 5%, resulting in millions of Americans losing their jobs. The central bank doesn't forecast a decline in interest rates until 2024 at the earliest, as, its attempts at, uh, as it attempts a balancing act of attempting to lower inflation levels without triggering recession. <clears throat> Excuse me. Inflation began to increase at the beginning of 2022, rising at its fastest pace in 40 years. It currently sits at three times the government's preferred rate of 2%. American savings during the pandemic, uh, America's savings during the pandemic from decreased spending and government stimulus measures have started to dwindle. As consumers increasingly dig into weather rising prices, weather rising prices of most products from groceries to gas, households have also increasingly had to take out lines of credit to afford their lives as total household borrowing increased by 351 billion between the second and third quarter to a total of 16.51 trillion, the fastest increase in 14 years. The highest interest rates have hit the housing market particularly hard as mortgage rates continue to soar. Home sales plummeted. I got these people selling properties. We're seeing properties pop up all over the place. And uh, man, they're really, really trying to offload their properties. So we bought a building recently and I was actually worried. It's very expensive. And, you know, we, we, we financed it, obviously. And I'm talking to the lender and I'm like, do you think it's a good idea to buy a property right now? Because we're going to we're going to get how much, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on this loan. And then the, how, the value of the property is going to tank. And the answer was, yeah, probably. But you'll be you'll be fine in the long run. I think that's true. I think you will be fine in the long run. But we got, man, we got dark days ahead of us. Let me let me let me throw it to our good friend Cardi B. Cardi B. <clears throat> Cardi B slams Biden over inflation. Rapper says grocery prices have tripled, and is outraged. Lettuce now costs seven dollars as she calls on President to put this ish down. Cardi B 30 slammed anybody that is responsible over the rising costs of living. The rapper posted a video on Twitter claiming lettuce is now up to $7. She argued that something has to be done to help the middle and lower class, especially if she is noticing a dent in her $62 million net worth. $62 million net worth. Despite that, I can respect that she's calling out inflation because she's got family and she knows. While the wealthy rapper does not specifically name the president, she angrily demands anybody that is responsible to bring prices down immediately. Ah, there it is, man. Come on, dude. You just got to come out and say it, okay? This administration has been bad for everybody. The Democrats, their policies have been bad for everybody. Oh, you got breaking news up top. Russia calls for a 36-hour truce. Maybe we'll talk about that. When I go to the effing supermarket, I'm seeing that everything tripled up. That like lettuce was $2 a couple months ago, and now it's like effing $7. Yeah, dude, I see that milk. And I have a big problem. So I do want anybody that's responsible for these effing prices to put that ish, the F down. You know, you know, it bugs me out. I can respect this. I can respect that she's calling it out. But you're two years too late, dude. 
the people who didn't call this out years ago, the people who supported Biden, the people who voted for him. Come on, man. You come out now. I got news for you. And I'm not saying it's Cardi B with respect. Cardi B speaking, speaking out against this is a good thing. It's, it's people don't understand how bad things are really going to get. They think that what they're seeing now is the result of someone in office. Dude, what you're seeing now is the massive spending on Ukraine. What you're seeing now is just the constant ripple effect from the lockdowns. It's going to get worse. All right. You can't just sit idly by. Ignoring everything. And then when it gets bad, come out and be like, oh, this is a problem. Someone's got to stop it. This is the challenge. We all saw this coming in 2020. We knew that with Donald Trump, things were good. The economy was going well. We knew that if Biden got in, things would get bad. But so many of these people just hate Donald Trump. Now they're starting to feel it. So what's going to happen next? I don't know, man. 2023 is, is a primary year. We're going to start seeing the, uh, the primaries. What is it? We got, oh, I got a pest control crew coming in. <clears throat> We're going to start seeing things are going to get a lot worse. But with the primary year, it's going to be interesting. The Democrats are going to now be like, it's a, the Republicans just took the House, you know, and now they're jamming us up. Oh, that's why it's getting bad. Oh, dude, that's where we go. And because of this, you will not see proper turnabout. The people who pay attention to politics know exactly what's happening and why it's happening. The people who don't are late to the party and vote against their own interests. Then they go and post memes claiming they're the, on the right side of history when they're consistently on the history of burning things to the ground. Here we go. Some people argue the rapper shouldn't be complaining about inflation since she's a millionaire. But the Grammy winner, who is no stranger to indulging in the finer things in life, including $10,000 Hermé handbags, is that how you pronounce it? Hermé? Quickly addressed the contentious comments and claimed that managing money helps to ensure the longevity of wealth. Let me tell you something. When I be complaining about food and all y'all MFers be like, ain't you rich? Why are you complaining about lettuce? Why are you complaining about this? That just goes to show, show me when you become successful, when you have money, you're going to F and go broke soon because y'all not budgeting. Here, here, Cardi B. Dude, I care about high prices. I care about when we're filling up the gas tank. I care about when we have employees who are going to pick up supplies for the office and I'm looking at the receipt going like, what is going on, man? Look, we may, we may do well here at Timcast. Cardi B makes a lot of money. But Cardi B did not become rich and successful wasting her money. People who waste their money end up not being rich and famous for very long. She says, I got a summary of the money that is being spent in my home every week. So when I'm starting to see that like groceries is tripling up, it's like, hey, yo, what the F is going on? I want to see for myself what the F is being spent on. The rapper owns a luxurious 20,000 square foot mansion in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband Offset. That's a cool name. The two share two children, Waveset 1 and Culture 4. Waveset and Culture? I dig it. I dig it. Offset is also the father to sons Jordan 12 and Cody 7 and daughter Kalia Marie from prior relationships. Dude, dude's got kids. Jordan... All right, it's a fine name, but Waveset and Culture, I like better. I like it when people give their name, give their kids names that, that mean something, right? <clears throat> their $5.8 million dream home has five bedrooms with seven bathrooms and four and a half bedrooms. The property is complete, complete with an underground shooting range and wine cellar. 
Yo, what? That is legit. Cardi B. You got an in underground shooting range at your house? Dude, I am digging it. <clears throat> Here we go. Spiked grocery prices between November 2021 and 22. Meat and poultry is up 4%, 4.3. Cereal and baked goods. I don't need none of those glutens. Get those out of there. 16.4. Don't care. Canned fruit and veggies. Okay, that sucks. But those are also loaded with sugars. I ain't answering to that door. Guy's knocking. I ain't doing it. We got uh, milk, 14.7%. We got eggs up 49.1%. Fresh fruit and vegetables, 8%. Cardi B says, nah, grocery shopping prices are ridiculous right now. You might as well eat outside. Yo, what does that mean, eat outside? I don't know what you mean. You might as well eat outside? You mean like eat from your garden? Is that what you're saying? Why lettuce cost $6 where I live at? She's got kids. Yeah, look at that mansion, dude. Cardi B owns a $5.8 million home with her husband offset in Atlanta, Georgia. Look at that. I'm jealous. Actually, I'm kind of not jealous. Like, what do you do with this room? Look at this. What do you do with a room like that? Honest question. I don't know what I would do with that. All right, what do we got here? Wow, wine cellar. I don't drink alcohol. I don't know what I would do with the wine cellar. Do they got a picture of the shooting range? Can I see the shooting range? No? Oh, man. What is this? Cardi B weighs on escalating situation between Russia and Ukraine. Politics is pop culture, my friends. This is where we are at right now. Politics is pop culture. That's just it. This lady has every reason not to talk about this. But I think she's starting to realize ain't something, uh, something's going wrong. Ain't something going right. I'm glad to see it. But I'm also kind of perturbed by it, to be completely honest. I'm glad she's bringing up the recession stuff. I'm glad she's talking about high prices. Regular people need to hear this. But she needs to say the name. Biden. She's got to call him out. She's got to call him out. 2023. 2024. We got a primary. We got a presidential election. We need to see in 2024. Republicans win back the Senate. Take control of the House. Keep control of the House. And Republicans win the executive branch. You want to see your prices come down? That's how you do it. You want to see things generally improve in this country? That's how you do it. And not the establishment Republicans. Nah. You got to vote in people who actually believe in this country. They're extracting from this country. I'll give a shout out to Dylan Radigan, who said this something like 10 years ago. He said, Democrats are kicking the can down the road and Republicans want to burn the whole thing down. Now it's kind of inverted. Democrats are burning the whole thing down. Republicans are kicking the can down the road. The country is being gutted and destroyed. We cannot just keep going the same as, it, you know, uh, we can't just keep it going. Status quo. The usual. Unless it's their plan, man. Unless that's the, that's the intention that they have to watch this country crack. But I'll tell you, if Cardi B speaks out more, if more celebrity, celebrities start voicing their opinions, then maybe people will actually change their minds because otherwise it's going to get bad. Pandemic spending. You know what it is? It's modern monetary policy. Let's talk about that. What they do is they don't take your tax money. So that they can spend it. That's a, that's a trick. It's, it's, it's technically the truth, but it's not really how, how it works. How it works is they make the money. They print the money. Quantitative easing. 
Federal Reserve just dumps the money out. Banks create the money upon the creation of debt. They tax you to control inflation. That's the real issue. They don't need to take the money from your wallet to spend it. They can make the money. They take the money from your wallet because if they spend too much, inflation runs wild and destabilizes the economy. This is why you hear Democrats saying we got to tax the rich. They're not saying we should take money from the rich and then use that money to fund schools. They're saying we overspent, we overprinted, and now the economy is going to go into hyperinflation. That's why they're hiring 87,000 IRS agents. It's not because they need your money to buy things. It's because they overspent and they need to extract that money from the system. Here's how the game is played. If you went to your bank account, you had 100 bucks in it. And then tomorrow you had 10 bucks in it. You'd be like, yo, where my money at? You'd be pissed off. The IRS knows this. The federal government knows this. So what do they do? They print the money, spend it. It devalues your buying power, but you open your bank account. You see the hundred dollars and think everything's good. Everything's fine. No, it's not good. It's not fine. They took your buying power from you without you realizing it. That's why Ron Paul was screaming gold, gold, gold. But those days uh, have long since passed. Now it's cultural issues. The economy's been gutted. We've gone off a nine to one reserve system to an infinite reserve system, meaning uh, fractional, infinite fractional reserve, not even fractional, it's infinite reserve, meaning they can just print infinite money. And, and you're, you're seeing it in the M1 money stock. Let me see if I can pull that one up. Let me show you guys. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, the M1 money stock. Here it is. Take a look at this. See this major spike? This was when they converted savings accounts into checking accounts. It increased the money, money supply four times from four trillion to 16 trillion in the span of a month. The money supply increased that much. Then over the next several months, you can see they started increasing the money supply outside of checking accounts to the tune of what are we looking at? Four trillion. Only now has it started to go down a bit. Why is the money supply going down? That's interesting. It's because they're ripping it from the system. They spend your money without you realizing it, devaluing your savings. And this is what you get. This insane hockey stick. Look at this, man. Let me see if I can pull this up. Look at that. From the, you, you go back to 2008 and you can really see it kick off. 2008, you see a bump. Let's, it's, it's better off if we do this. You see around 2008, there's, a, there's, a, there's an, uh, like a 2x increase in the printing of money. I wonder why that happened. You go from 1.5 trillion to 4 trillion. Then the pandemic hits. Do you think this will not result in inflation? We've been warning about it. Cardi B, shout out. Thanks for speaking up on this one. I want to add, though, channels like mine and many others were calling this out a long time ago, and we warned this was going to happen. And it's not because I'm some economist. It's because I read the news. So my shout out to Cardi B. Read the news, man. You're seeing it hit you in the face, these prices. And I'm, I'm glad someone so prominent is speaking out. Start reading this stuff and you'll be able to speak out sooner and help this country prevent this before it gets bad for you, for me and for everybody else. For everybody else. Man, I hope you've been paying attention. So I'm going to wrap up this segment with that. We'll grab a, a couple super chats here as we wrap this up. 
And then um, I might, I might, uh, I, I think I'm just gonna leave the stream running, and then I'll. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta talk a little bit less. You can see I'm getting a little raspy. What do we got? Sparky says Cardi B's reward for endorsing Biden was a Paris Hilton style reality show. Yeah, there you go. I guess, man. The world says right wing news is alarmist news. 2023 is going to be an economic golden age for the USA. Okay. All right. We'll see, man. Seven dollar. Seven. We're, we're in 2023. We got seven dollars. Uh, 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 lettuce. But you know what? I'll give a shout out. Maybe you're right. What we, one thing we are seeing is that a lot of other countries are desperately trying to buy up dollars to pay off their debts. And if that's true, the dollar is going to skyrocket in buying power. We'll see, man. I'm going to wrap this one up. Smash that like button. Subscribe to TimCast.com, all that stuff. Hanging out live on the uh, YouTube.com slash TimCast. But uh, I'll wrap this uh, segment up. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you on the next segment at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast.